So today is a very special day. Uh, we have Pastor Chris and, uh, and Jan DeChaccio from Gastonia. We had, um, actually, I had a friend of mine say, you need to go meet Pastor Whitfield, Pastor JB. And uh, so I knew, I knew in my heart I was supposed to go up there and meet him. And in the process, you actually, I believe, had helped to lead him in some things early on in his life. And now you're working on his board in ICCF, which is a ministerial fellowship. And so Pastor JB said, you need to go to Pastor Chris's and go to his area meeting. And so I went there. We got to meet each other the first day. And I think it was just us that first day. Yeah. And, uh, and we met you and met Miss Jan. And uh, it was like this. I mean, the instant and the day that we met i went man i love these people <laughs> they i love them and it just it blessed me so quickly and so much it was it was indeed like nicole said it was like family just like that and that's the way we see y'all and uh when we we wanted to have you this year because most everybody here has never met you and uh but you have meant so much to me and in my life both of you have poured in and you poured in prayers and i appreciate it and just when they answer the phone you know when i call they like they actually answer the phone when i call and not everybody does that but <laughs> And I appreciate that. And uh, when they do, I mean, it's just instant pouring out of the love of God and the heart of God into my life. And if it's pouring out into my life, it's also pouring out into your life. He, he gives me pointers all the time on how I can be a better pastor and a better Christian. And you need to be prepared because he might not quote chapter and verse, but you'll probably hear about three verses in every sentence he says. He'll, he's constantly quoting the word, uh, whether you recognize it or not. He's speaking from the word. He has a high, a high esteem for the word of God and, uh, Anyway, yeah, it might actually be what you're preaching on today, probably. <laughs> so uh, I was trying not to get over in that All before right. you. But then uh, also I'll tell you ahead of time, he, he brought some of his teaching and his book, and it's on the table. And then once a week you do a uh, – you do twice a week? You do the uh, video on YouTube. He has about three to four to five minutes where he does a video teaching every week. You can sign up uh, to subscribe to that, and they'll email you his new video each week. The sign-up's on the table over here. And so, Pastor Chris, would you want to come on and minister to us? Amen. I would. Amen. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Good morning. Everybody comfortable? All right, good. Let's get up. Hallelujah. Let's stand up a minute. Glory to God. How many of you know Jesus came to change lives? I just wanted you to stand and just let me say a couple things before we get into the Word together. Uh, first of all, I love you already. I love you pastors. Thank God for what's happening here. We're glad you're here preaching the uncompromised Word of God because that's what God wants to be done. And Jesus came, the Bible says, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I was called into the ministry uh, back in 78. Uh, and uh, so praise God, it was not long after that till the Lord told me, He said, now when you go out, when I send you somewhere to another church to do a seminar or whatever, I want you to tell the people that if they will receive the Word and if they will believe it, I will change their lives. 
He said, there's no use for me to, to send you out if we don't have lives changed. So I want you to know I have a part and you have a part. How many of you want to believe for some lives to be changed here today? Amen. Let's set ourselves in agreement then, Father. We thank You for this time. We thank You that it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. It will not be by Pastor Chris. It is the ability that God gives. If any man minister, let him do so as of the ability that God gives so that you can be glorified in all things. And so, Father, we set ourselves in agreement today uh, that people be born again if they're here lost, that people be baptized with the Holy Ghost if they're saved and they're powerless, that people be receiving healing for sickness and disease or uh, delivered from the powers of darkness in any way, Father God, and provided for. Thank You for marriages to be made strong. Whatever You want to do, we are open to it, Father. We know You love us. And we thank You for it. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I open my heart to Your Word. I trust You to do right with me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Look at your neighbor. You can maybe be seated. Tell them I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, they've introduced you to my wife, so I don't guess I have to do that. But I love her and I bless her and I'm glad she is with me today. And if you get around her, you'll see how blessed I am. I have found my good thing. Amen. To get started today, I want you to go ahead and be turning over to the book of Matthew chapter 4 with me. Matthew chapter 4. And I'm going to talk about a simple subject, but I believe it's going to contain some revelation that absolutely changed your life. Jen and I lived for three years after being born again religiously. And when I say religiously, I don't mean it in a good sense, I mean it in a negative sense. I mean it in the sense that we went through religious motions, that we had not that much substance, yet we were born again, we knew that we knew that we were going to be going to heaven when we die. But as far as our everyday life, we were two defeated folks. And thank God, God began to put some people around us that told us you don't have to live like that as a believer. You have a covenant. And God wants you to learn how to live by faith and not by sight. And He began to teach us about His Word. He began to teach us that He never ever designed for us just to read the Word only. Everybody say only. He doesn't want us just to study the Word only. He doesn't want us just to hear the Word only. Come on. But He wants us to actually live by the Word. Amen. So that's where I want to start with this morning. In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was being tempted, in verse 3, it says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now that was what was presented to Jesus. Uh, if you be the Son of God. Notice he didn't say, I know you're the Son of God, and why don't you go ahead and give us a demonstration to prove it to us. Uh, no, he said, if thou be the Son of God, making it that, I want you to really make sure, Jesus, that you believe you're the Son of God. Maybe you're not. But if you are, you can prove it to yourself and you can prove it to us by turning these stones into bread. Now, I've come to believe this, that if Jesus would have said, okay then, and turned to the stones and said, be made bread, I believe Jesus might have been embarrassed because I don't think the stones would have turned. 
I don't think would have happened. And the reason is, I don't believe he would have been in faith. And the Bible says you don't please God unless you're in faith. Amen? It's okay to say amen in here. Isn't that right? Alright. Now the reason for it is, uh, found here very close. I want to take us back to chapter 3 and come down to verse 16 when Jesus is being baptized by John the Baptist. And Jesus, when He was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto Him, and He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon Him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, read out loud with me, This is My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus doesn't have to turn stones into bread to prove to Himself or to anybody else that He's the Son of God. Why is that? Because He's already been told out of heaven by God Himself, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So Jesus learned right there the best thing to do is always go by what God's Word has to say. Whether He speaks it to you by the Holy Ghost or He speaks it to you off of the page, it's all the same if it comes from God. Hallelujah. And so this is what we begin to find out. In verse 4, He goes on and says, but, uh, 4-4, He says, But He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not, what? Man shall not live. If you look up the word live, it simply means to maintain your physical life. That's what all of you are trying to do every day that you get up. You're going to try to maintain through today. You hope you'll do really good at it. Amen. You, you want to have an awesome life. And so he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now that was so different for Jan and I to actually start living by Scripture. Everybody say living by Scripture. Handling our situations by actual Scripture rather than just trying to figure out something in our head. Rather than calling a bunch of folks and trying to get them to give us what they think or give us their opinion, we found out that God all along wanted us to learn how to find things in the Word that were true about us. Oh, it was a revelation to find out that that book is talking to me about me. And it's talking to you about you. It'll tell you who you are in Christ. It'll tell you what you have, what you can do. Amen? It'll tell you what you can be. tell you what you can give, what you can sow, what you can have. I mean, it's just all about you. A lot of times we have that statement, Jesus, it's all about you. But you know, from His standpoint, it's all about us. From our standpoint, it should be all about Him. But from His standpoint, with what He did at the cross and the resurrection, He made it all about you and your life. And he said, listen, the devil's going to come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. So Christians everywhere should be having life more abundant, but they're not all doing that. But our lives change when we got living by faith and trusting that what God said about us was true, whether we felt it was true, whether it looked like it was true, whether we could figure it out or not, we just chose to believe that even though I might think I have a marvelous brain, God who made my marvelous brain knows more than I do. And if He says I have the mind of Christ, and by the way, how many of you know you have the mind of Christ? If you're a believer, the Bible says you do. But I don't feel like I do all the time. 
I don't feel righteous all the time, but the Word of God says I am righteous even as He is righteous. And so when we find something that God has said about us, it's up to us to embrace that and say, I agree with it and I don't care if I can figure it out or not. That puts you in a position of faith. And in that position of faith, God just kind of moves you over and says, I'll pick it up from there. (laughs) I'll take it now that I got you in faith. Amen. Go with me to the book of John, Big John, chapter 5. John chapter 5. I want to bring you down to uh, this little section of the Word. We'll come down to verse 32. He says, There is another that bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. Now look at verse 33. He says, You sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. Let me just tell you a little bit about John. If we were to go back to the book of Luke, we would find that Jesus on one occasion, He said about John, meaning John the Baptist, He said, of all those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. You remember that? It's in the Word. So I'm saying that to get us to understand that Jesus had a high estimation of this man John. Now look what He says though about John. Even though He's already said in Luke, There's no greater prophet than this man. He's an awesome man of God. But he says, you sent unto John, and he, John, bear witness to the truth. John told the truth. But look at the next verse. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say that you might be saved. You might remember a time in John 1 verse 29 when all the boys are are around uh, standing there and they're talking. All of a sudden... John looks over the horizon and here comes somebody walking. And he sees him coming closer and closer and John makes, a st- uh, John makes a statement. He says, Behold, can you help me finish? The Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Isn't that right? John is the one who saw him and said, Behold, that is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus said, this is a great man of God who said that. And He said He told you the truth. Didn't I read that right there? You sent unto John and he bare witness unto the truth. What truth? He said, you're the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And Jesus then right here says, but I don't receive testimony from man. Do you see the point? Do you see the principle here? Jesus did not believe He was the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Because John said it. He believed he was the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world because God says it. So whether, you know, with man you might get cheers or you might get jeers. But if you'll just believe what God's Word says about you, you will be just fine. God will meet you right where you are. Go back with me to verse 32. And say, I will take this home with me. Come on. Say it again. I will take this home with me. Now listen, if you're a believer, you and I should be able to say this word, this verse, out loud without any problems whatsoever. Let's read it together. Verse 32. Here we go. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is 
true. That's how Jesus operates, and we are to follow in His steps. Isn't that right? Jesus says there's another witness. He's talking about God the Father. And He says, I know that whatever the other witness has to say about me, it's true. That's why now I don't have a problem when the other witness has already wrote in his book and said, by his stripes you were healed. I believe I am even if I'm throwing up at the same time. I believe I'm healed even if I have pain in my body because if the other witness says, by his stripes you were healed, he has to be telling the truth. That's why Jesus could handle all of the contradictions that Hebrews talked about. He endured such contradiction of sinners. He would heal. Well, you've done it on the wrong day. There's always something wrong with what Jesus did except for the people who receive in healing, deliverance, salvation, and a whole new life. Amen? Cripples walking and all of the great things that Jesus did. And so now I don't have a problem receiving if I find something in the Word. If God says I have the mind of Christ, honey, I have the mind of Christ. I don't care if you believe it or not. I don't have to have you believe in it for it still to be true. That's like the guy that says, well, you know, don't talk to me about that. I don't even believe there is a hell. Well, just the fact that you don't believe there's a hell don't mean that there's not one. You'll find out when you get there. If something doesn't change, amen. So praise God. Living by the Word is different than just reading a chapter. It's different even than studying and meditating and hearing the Word. All of that are commandments for us to do, uh, but we are to put the Word in action. We're to actually live by the Word of God. Jan and I, we started out in, in a rat and roach trailer. It was about this wide, it was about as wide as, it was eight foot wide, I don't know what that is there, but about eight foot wide, and it was 30 foot long, and it was 5,000 years old, I estimate. It was green and white, but if you rubbed your... I mean, it was green, but if you rubbed your hand on it, it come out white. It was just old chalky paint or something. It was all wore off. White and uh, green and silver, but if you rubbed your hand on it, it was white. And, uh, you know, that's where we were. We were living in poverty. We didn't know who we were in Christ. And it was pitiful. You come in the front door, right here's the front door. And right there is a little couch, a little sofa, and there's the end. It's had a round end on that end down there. Some of you have seen those kind of old mobile home trailers. And so you come in here and you go here and you could sit down right there. That was the living room. Right now I'm back out of the living room. And so I'd take two steps over here and I could sit right here at the table. The table was this wide and this wide. And right here, one step was the sink. And uh, I could open the doors under the sink. Y'all got doors under your sink? I could open the doors under the sink and I could see the grass growing under there. Or actually not growing, but I could see grass under there because there was a hole there. Then I could go out of the kitchen. One, two, I'm in the guest bedroom. It has a cot about this wide, about that long to lay down on. You could turn right around in your own tracks. And right here you could pull a couple drawers open. And I could hear rats and roaches at night in that place. This is how we lived. Well, we could leave the guest room. We could take one step into the bathroom. We called it the phone booth. It was about this wide, just like an old phone booth. I know you, some of you don't know what a phone booth is. We know what one is. And it had sliding doors. Didn't open and swing. They were sliding doors. 
had a sink right here, had a commode right here. You could sit on a commode, brush your teeth at the same time. You could leave the bathroom, and you would think you'd just go into the master bedroom, but you couldn't. You had to fall into the master bedroom because the edge of the bed was right there at the door. And it leaked. And Jen always has me to say it leaked on her side because I put her on the side that it leaked. I mean, we were pitiful. I treated her pitiful. And, and that's where we were. But thank God, we got the whole of the Word of God. We were not just saved now. We began to get the Word of God. We got baptized with the Holy Ghost. We found out about that. Instead of all the wild versions out there, we had God put some good people around us that showed us the uncompromised true version of getting filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues, and that it was prayer, it was power for our lives, and we went for it, we got it, and everything really changed. Revelation knowledge began to come off of the page. It was more than just reading the book. We began to have our lives changed. Amen. It was pretty awesome. And, uh, but you know, we were just getting started. We back up from that. Let me tell you a little story and then I'm going to move back into the Word here. But I want you to just kind of get a background of what the Word can do. Now we reached a time where we were, we were so hungry. We were winning souls every week. I mean, I, our lives were... Now I'm not filled with the Holy Ghost yet. But uh, winning souls every week, knocking on doors, having a great time, knowing that we're going to go to heaven. Praise God. And uh, so in our... In our denominational church where we attended there, then uh, we were looked at like, man, that's a really spiritual couple because they're studying the Bible and talking about the Bible all the time. But they didn't see us at home. They didn't, they didn't see what it was like when we was fussing and fighting and, and, and all kind of stuff like that. In fact, we went off on a trip to Israel with the church. <clears throat> and uh, while we was over there at night, we were in the hotel figuring out who's going to get what when we get home. But on the outside, you wouldn't see that. On the outside, you saw a nice Christian. Because we, we knew how to wear the mask, I guess you'd say. But praise God, then we came into the Word of faith, learned new things, and God began to teach me about living by faith and not by sight. About confessing God's Word. He taught me Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, I'm telling you what, I was so frustrated one night. I went, got by myself and I said, alright Lord, I'm learning this faith stuff and I'm taking it in. I'm going to receive it and I, I believe in it and I'm just going to keep learning and keep going with it. And I said, so tonight, I'm going to act on it. And I said in my prayer, I said, Father, I believe I receive with Jan a perfect love life and a perfect sex life. That's what I wanted. And that's what I asked Him for. And that's what I believed that I received that night. And so later on that night, we got, you know, it's time to go to bed. We went to bed. We pulled in the covers. And, you know, and sometimes things don't work like you think they might work. <laughs> it's one of them nights. Things ain't working. But I already prayed and things ain't working. Amen. So we're laying there in the dark. and She's laying over there. And so finally I just said, Okay, Jan. I just want you to know that I have prayed in faith today and I have asked God for a perfect love life and a perfect sex life with you. And I know that I have it in Jesus' name and I'm going on to sleep. 
And the next thing I heard was, hmm. <laughs> and the covers pulled her away and she rolled over, so I just rolled over too. Well, I noticed over the next weeks in our lives that things began to change a little bit. I wasn't exactly sure why, but I was still going to stick with this confession every day. Thank you, Father, for a perfect love life and a perfect sex life with Jan. So one day, and I don't, I want to tell you up front, disclaimer, don't try to copy what I'm about to tell you. You're going to have to hear from God for you. But for me, I heard one day, Jan was walking down the hall of our house. And this is beyond the Ratton Road trailer now. God's blessed us. And I caught up with her, threw my arm around her, and I just looked straight ahead and I said, Father, I thank you that I have such a perfect love life and sex life with Jan. All of a sudden, she shrugged out from under my arm and said, hmm, and off she went. I just kept saying, thank you, Father. You're awesome, Father. Thank you, Father. You're awesome. Things got better, things got better, things got better and better. Hallelujah, things were getting better. One day I was walking down the hall myself and her arm came around me. And I heard her say, Father, I just thank You that my husband loves to help me wash dishes. <laughs> I shrugged out from under her arm. I said, bless God, I don't wash dishes. I'm a man. <laughs> I don't wash own dishes. Well, two days later, the same word that was working in her was working in me, and I'm over the sink getting this dried egg off of the dishes. Make a long story short, 30 days later, I was such a changed man, I got my biggest revelation. I called Jan in. I said, all right, Jan, I got a revelation from God. She said, oh, wow, we've been hearing about that. What is it? I said, we need to buy an automatic dishwasher. <laughs> she said we don't have room for one I said well alright I'm going to go check I found one on wheels and we got that little darling and it worked just fine but we went from that kind of uh, dysfunction to one of the best marriages I know of and God gets all the credit for it He gets all the credit let's go to Luke chapter 10 a minute no go with me to Mark 4 first let's do this Mark chapter 4 Look at your neighbor and say, He'll change you too. Verse 14 says, The sower sows the Word, and these are they by the wayside where the Word is sown. But when they have heard, read out loud now and slowly, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the Word that was sown in their hearts. Now hold your finger there and turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We just read that when the Word is sown. Everybody say sown. What's Pastor Chris doing right now? I'm sowing to you. Am I right? And hopefully you're believing that I'm sowing rightly divided Word to you. Not a religious thing. Not some other gospel. But I'm giving you the truth right off of the page. Okay? And so it says that when the Word is sown in the heart... And that's what I'm doing right now. It says Satan comes immediately and what? It doesn't say he tries to take it. It says he takes it. 
Well, let me ask you, how in, how in the world will any of us or any believer anywhere ever have any success, win any victories or any battles if every time the Word's sown in our heart, here comes the devil, takes the Word, and off he goes, and leaves us without the Word. Why, why come to church if he's going to sow Word, but after we receive it, then the devil's going to come and take it? How would we ever get anywhere in our walk with God? So we know something has to be added to this. Something is not right if we just go with that one verse. It shouldn't be that God would have us to go through all of this this morning, so good word into your life, just so the devil could come by and say, give me that, give me that, give me that, see you next Sunday. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Now, are you in Luke 10? Verse 38, Now it came to pass that as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. And what? What happens when you hear the Word? Bible says, Romans 10, uh, 17, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So faith was coming in the house here. This is Martha's house. Faith is coming. But Mary is sitting somewhere in the house, probably not in the kitchen, but over there somewhere. And it says she's sitting in the house at the feet of Jesus and hearing His Word. So what is Jesus doing? He's sowing the Word. Now according to Jesus in Mark, when He gets through sowing it, here will come the devil and take it and that will be the end of it. till the next setting. So we're going to have to find out something here. So stick with me. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving. She was uptight and nervous and all of that. She came to him and she said, Lord, do you not care? Are you not worried, Jesus? Aren't you worried? Aren't you uptight? Aren't you upset? Does this not bother you, Jesus, that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her. Therefore, that she, what? Now, is that, a, is that a nice, polite question? Martha, who's all upset and all uptight and all worried about everything, now she's commanding the Son of God. Tell her to get up and come in here and help me. I tell you, we've got to give credit to Mary. If she's sitting here, at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus is sowing the Word into her heart, and here comes sister over here, don't even acknowledge her, and talks to Jesus about her in her presence. You ever had anybody do that to you? Uh, Jesus, just tell her, does not bother you that she won't help me? Does it not bother you, Jesus, that she won't help me? Tell her to get her, you know what, in there and help me. And what does Jesus say? I'll tend to that right now. No. No, he didn't, he didn't have her to get up and quit taking in the Word. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. I think He said it like this. Jan. Jan. What's your name? What? Abigail. Abigail. It wasn't Martha, Martha. Or Jan, Jan. It's Martha, Martha. 
Because he knows she should know better than all of this. And he says unto her, Martha, Martha, you are uptight, worried, troubled, nervous, and troubled about many things. Now read slowly with me. But one thing is needful. Now I want all of you to look up at me and think about this. According to what Jesus is teaching here, He believes that we should believe that we can take whatever the one thing is and handle many things. Actually, He believes that we can take one thing and it will handle all of our many things. Hold your place there and go with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I know you know all this. I know your pastor preaches the Word. Let's refresh. Verse 20 and 23 here. He says, My son, attend to my words. Attend to them. Cline your ear unto my sayings. Listen to what I'm saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them where? In the midst of thine heart. That's going to be important to our ministry today. For they, them words, they, those words are life unto those that find them. And they, they, those words are what? Health to all their flesh. Keep going. Keep thy heart. That's where the word is, right? Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the what? The issues of life. If you look up the word issues, it has to deal with not only just different kind of issues, but boundaries. All boundaries. Out of your heart, using the Word of God, which you bring up out of your mouth in faith, that's how you and I are to handle all our many things, or all of our issues. That's how we handle the boundaries that Satan has so tightly put around us and cramped us in so that we just feel like we can't be free. We handle all the different barriers and boundaries that Satan has erected around us. You can't pass by here. You can't go any further. You can't do any better than you're doing. You'll never get a better job than the one you have. You can't do that. You don't have enough smarts for that. Out of the Word, out of the heart where God's Word is, we handle that barrier and we bring it down. Amen? And then we also... On the positive side, out of the same word, we set how far we want to go with the boundaries in God. I'm not limited to just knowing four chapters of His Word. Come on. I set how, I, how far I want to go in God, how far I want to go in winning souls, how far I want to go in being a, a good believer, a good husband. Come on. I can set that boundary way on out there and, and go excel if I do it with the Word, the one thing. And Mary, here she is sitting at His feet getting the one thing that Martha's all upset about her doing. And Jesus says, you need the one thing that she's got. It'll handle all your many things. And Jesus read her mail. She said, Mary, you've got a lot of baggage. You've got a lot of stuff. Not just a few things. You have so many things that's piled up in your life. But one thing. We'll handle it. Watch verse 42. 
But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, read slowly now, which, come on help me, which shall not be taken away from her. But wait a minute. Jesus in Mark says, when we sow the Word, the devil comes and takes it. So now, which is it, Jesus? Because He said over in Mark, when you sow the Word, the devil comes and takes it. Here He says, she chose the Word and it will not be taken. So I want to ask you, because I, as a pastor, you know, I've been looking for this revelation of, for over 30 years as a pastor that I'm going to give you this morning. God gave it to me a number of weeks ago. Last month, He gave me a revelation. He answered a question for me that I'm going to give to you in just a few moments. But as a pastor, I have watched people come to my church and, and come to Bible studies and come to seminars and conferences where I've been able to, to go and teach and minister just like we're doing here this morning. And I've seen some get it and some not get it. I've seen some. You know, the Word definitely got gone. And then, but yet, what am I going to do with these others? And they tell me their life has changed. They're living by faith. And I go back the next year, and man, they're stronger than they were the year before. And they're giving testimonies of how, man, Pastor Chris, it is the Word that does the work. I don't have to do it anymore. I just believe God, and God says, move over. I'll take you from here. Amen. We are all on the spot this morning, like Martha. To believe that just because Jesus said it and Jesus can't lie, that we, you and I, can take one thing and handle all the many things. He can, he can clear them all up. He can take the strife away. Amen. The Word of God that we put in is able to handle the many, many things. And so, what makes the difference in whether Jesus is talking to those who Satan takes the Word that's sown? Or Mary, who takes, has the Word sown, and He says, not taking that Word. The answer is right here. Notice what He says. Verse 42, But one thing is needful, and Mary hath what? She's chosen. The Holy Ghost had me to go look up chosen. And chosen has, I'll just give you a little nutshell. Chosen has to do uh, with more than just saying, look up at me. Uh, you. That's a choice. But that's not what that's talking about. Chosen here has to do with declaring. Everybody say declaring. It has to do with speaking out loud. It does. It has to do with speaking out loud. And it has to do with making your thoughts known. It also talks about uttering. All that in the word chosen. So when you back off of it and look at it, Mary didn't just sit and hear a word, but she did hear it, right? But she also, she chose. She made it hers. She embraced it. And she declared it. And she spoke whatever Jesus was teaching. She said, that's for me, I receive it, I take it. So, when she would come in these settings and get at the feet of Jesus, she wasn't just hearing, she was doing something with what she heard. And in the case that we've gotten here, Jesus is teaching us 
that if you'll choose the word and just instead of just hearing it, then the devil can't take it. And then I begin to see it because I've seen so many people come week after week after week in my own church. And I know I'm giving them the Word. I'm taking it right off the page. I'm not changing anything about it. Just giving them the Word. And I know some of them are having their lives changed. And here's another crowd. They're not they're seeming like it's just over their head, over their head, over their head. It's like the devil's taking the Word and he was taking the Word. Because even though everybody in there heard it, Everybody in there didn't choose it. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. And then on top of that, here's what the Lord showed me. How many of you are familiar with James chapter 1? Well, turn there. Keep your finger there. I want you to see it. I could quote it, but I want want you to see it. James chapter 1. Verse 22. Get my pages to work here. Let's read out loud. But, that ain't out loud, come on. But, be ye doers of the Word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. That's the Word. Don't just hear it only. Because if I hear it only, I'm going to think, I'm as good as everybody else. We all heard the Word. I went to church like everybody else. I'm expecting to change life like everybody else. But a lot of the others in that same setting, maybe they went the second step and they chose the Word. Amen. They chose it. And he said, if you just hear it only, you're going to deceive yourself. You're going to be expecting God to do all these great things, but you've never really chosen it, embraced it, declared it's for you, declared that's the truth about you, and made it your own. You just keep hearing more of different things about the Bible. But that doesn't make it work in your life. And then he gave me this statement. And I want to write it down if you want to. This is the revelation in a, in a statement. He said, "How many? Well, most Christians who are familiar with Luke, when you read about Martha and Mary, this is their mentality: that Jesus was really so big on Mary sitting at his feet and hearing his word. But now, with the revelation that God has given, here's what He told me." He said, I was not commending Mary for sitting at my feet and hearing my word. I was commending Mary for choosing the word that she heard. He said on further, if I had only been commending Mary for sitting at my feet and hearing my word, in essence, I would have been commending her for deceiving her own self. Woo! Because if you just hear it only, you deceive yourself. So when we read that passage, Jesus says Mary's chosen the one good thing and it won't be taken away from her. <laughs> Glory to God. He wasn't commending her just for coming to hear some word. He was commending her for choosing the word that she heard. 
So that would generate this statement of truth that we've learned this morning, and that is that the devil will come immediately and take the word that's sown, but he can't take the word that's sown and chosen. So I'm sowing word this morning, and you're hearing this morning, but the question would be, are you hearing and are you going to choose what you heard to be your truth for you because it's spoken in God's Word? Amen. Amen. Quickly, go to 1 Thessalonians and we're going to have to wrap this up. The last one. The devil can get sown word. I might say it a little bit different. The devil can get the word that's sown. But he can't get the word that's sown and chosen. You look at both of those Scriptures, Jesus taught that clearly. Mark says he can get the word that you hear. Right? When the word is sown in the heart, comma, Satan cometh immediately and takes it away. At that point, what did he get? He got word that was heard or word that was sown. Not chosen. He got sown word. We all are getting sown word right now. But if 50% of us in here are saying, I'm choosing it. I'm believing that's me. I'm going to start declaring it out loud, out of my mouth. I'm going to say it out loud and I'm going to believe it. I'm choosing this, Jesus. Then Jesus says to you that have chosen the word that you heard, the devil not taking your word. It would be the others that lose, not you now. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I know your pastor knows about this. I mean, you get in these places where there's just so much, but you don't have so much time. And that good ground that he talks about in Luke's version. Luke said about the good ground. You know, all the other three failed. He said, but that that was sown in a good heart are those that hear the Word and keep it. Now, we generally think that keep would mean obey it. Because the Bible teaches us obey the Word. But if you look it up, in that particular verse, it doesn't mean to keep it. It means to seize it. It means to hold it. It means to possess it. And it means to retain it or fight for it. And that's what Mary was doing. She was choosing the word that she heard. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, I know you've heard it before. For this cause, also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of Pastor Chris... No, no, no. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard... That's good. But we know it ain't good enough, right? Which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Now let's read slowly out loud, everyone, please. The word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Well, we know we have to believe it. But listen, there ain't no word going to be able to work in you if it was only there for us for uh, an hour sermon and the devil took it out of you. 
But the Word, He says, that is in you. Everybody say, in me. We're putting the Word in you. You choose the Word and put it in your spirit and say, this is mine. This is my truth about me. They can slander me all they want to. They can call me names. They can do whatever they want. I'm right with God. Amen? And you hold to that, then praise God, the Word works effectively in you that believe. Amen. Let's all stand. Y'all forgive me for going over my time limit. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank You for Your Word this morning. And Lord, for every marriage in here, any lost today, that's never made Jesus the Lord of their lives, you already calling them saved because you've already done the work. They just need to receive it. Just like, Lord, you've already called us healed, but many sick people, Lord, and hurting people have not received that yet. They've heard about healing, but they've not chosen that word that they've heard to be absolute truth because you wrote it. The same with deliverance. The same with any other issues of life, Lord. I want to thank You, Lord, that every believer in here has a covenant. We have the mind of Christ. We have salvation. We have safety and soundness and healing and deliverance. And so, Father, we honor You right now. We thank You for right now decisions being made that honor You and bless You. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So this is my invitation to you this morning. What do you need to act on today? You've heard a lot of things. But you know, the best sermon is the one you got. I preach one message in here. But the Holy Ghost knows how to make it unique to everybody that's standing. Amen. What has God said to you today? You need to repent about something? Do you need to boldly stand up and declare... My mouth's been ruining me. I need to start saying the truth like God says about me. Amen. I need to believe what God says about me. What decisions do you need to make today? In Jesus' name. I'm just going to ask you to come. I'm here to pray with you if you want me to pray with you. He has given me, Pastor, given me that liberty. And come on up with me. If you want him to pray with you as your pastor, awesome. That would be wonderful as well. But, let us make ourselves available to you as a body of believers today. I know His heart is this body to grow. And we're going to grow when we operate in the truth. When we go beyond hearing Word, but hearing and choosing the Word of God, we're going to see lives changed. So can we give you just a, give you just a short moment here? Come and let us pray with you if you have a need in Jesus' name. Otherwise, I want you praying. Go ahead and start praying. Amen. Amen. Stretch your hands out when he's praying with somebody. Let's stretch your hands out. Father, we believe and we thank you, God, for a great move in this man's life. Thank you to everything you've said about him in your word. It is the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. And thank you, Lord, that he will get his flesh in line with that. He'll get his mind in line with it, Lord. And you will be his source and provider in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How about you now? Is everybody saved? That everybody made Jesus the Lord of your life? You know, I think I have. Not good enough. You're probably not saved. You know it according to the Bible when you're born again. 
the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. And if you're questioning it, there's a reason for that. Are you saved, but you're not filled with the Holy Spirit? Anyone here want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost? Pray in other tongues today and get that over with because you need the power and the revelation side of the ministry of the Holy Ghost in your life. That's what we're here for. These are things that are changing millions of lives. Getting people out of just religious places where they're stuck and it's dead and it's stale and there's no revelation coming. This is what God wants for your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here comes a marriage. Is this right? Is this a marriage coming at me? <laughs> Need to speak lunch. Amen. Stretch your hands out, church. Let's love on this too. Father, in Jesus' name, I bind the powers of darkness right now, Satan. Every lie you've told, everything that you've tried to keep them from in God's Word, it's turning out to be a failure. Father, I thank You that this be a new day. A day to mark on their calendar that says that things turn today and I will see him as valuable and precious and her as well. And Father, these two will look to you. And whatever you say about something in your word, that's how they're going to settle their issues of life. It's not about I think it's best to do this or he thinks it's best to go this way. But it's what you say. Lord, this is living by the word, by scripture, not by sight and not by faith. I call this marriage strong in Jesus' name. I thank You, Father, their hearts have been open to the uncompromised Word today. And I thank You, Lord, that though we know the enemy will come to take the Word, I believe they've already chosen. It's my Word today. They've got this Word. They're taking it home in Jesus' name. So, Father, we just, we just say right now, this marriage is strong. Jan, come if you would, just a second. Just lay your hands on. This is not a brag. This is a testimony. You knows the difference, right? God has given Jan and I an awesome marriage. People talk about it a lot. And it's the work of God that He has done. And whatever good thing God has given us that you, Lord, want to move out of us onto this couple concerning marriage, just receive it right now. Any good thing that's helped our marriage, Lord, I believe you will flow it right into their spirit, right into their hearts and minds. And I thank You, God, that the enemy uh, cannot penetrate this union. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's not your problem and she's not your problem. You're going to join hands against the real problem and that is the enemy. Glory to God. I love you both. Blessings. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord. That's right. Long as you come, I know this man will pray. I'll pray with you. This a marriage coming at me today. Ready for better? Amen. Don't even don't even go back rethinking about how it got in the shape it's in. We're going forward. I want you to say this with me, Heavenly Father. I receive the word I heard. I choose it as truth. My life is changed from this moment forward. My marriage is healthy and whole. I receive it by faith. Holy Spirit, You guide my lips. Guide my heart. 
guide my actions. I choose to believe that my spouse is awesome because you are working in them. Thank you so much for doing this for us. We will have an example marriage in Jesus' name. Now it's ours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, again, I stand with the enemy and I say this is off limits. He might come, but He will hit the shield of faith that will be erected. They will believe what You say about them. And that's it. And then, Lord, You'll take it from there. I admire you too. Blessed, blessed, blessed. You go right ahead. I just want to tell you right now, I, I felt this. We prayed right before the service, and one of the things that we prayed about was for all the blessings of God to manifest. But as we were praying, Pastor Chris said, marriages and relationships made right and made new. And then as and I knew when he said it, that was what was going to happen today. And so if you've got any relationship, it doesn't matter if it's going good, but you know in your heart God wants it to be great, then I come up and let them pray for you while they're here. Today there's that, that special thing about marriages and relationships. And maybe you're not married yet, but you want a godly relationship. You desire that. Come up. Let's pray. Let's handle these things. Not leave them there, but be the kind of people that will say, I will choose your word. And your word yes. says you want the best Father, for me, Jesus God. You want relationships right in that way. So power, come on up. It's at work in this couple. I thank you, Lord, that they will walk by faith and not by sight. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, they will join hands together against the works of darkness. They will allow the light of the glorious gospel to continue to shine in them. I thank you they will have high faith. Everybody say, high faith. faith. You'll have high faith for the ministry of the Holy Ghost to reveal and show. And you're going to get excited, saith the Lord, about sharing nuggets with each other and revelation. And it's going to cause you to grow and grow stronger. It's in your heart, and I'm bringing it to pass right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we call this marriage as well strong. We know this is a headache day for the devil when marriages start saying, I want what God wants for my marriage. So God, I thank You for this couple. They want a godly marriage. They don't want a make-believe make marriage. They want a absolute, true marriage. A Bible marriage. And I thank You, God, that You cause this couple, You're going to become the head of your life and not the tail. God's moving you above only and not beneath because you're going to obey the Word of God and you're not going to wait till you feel like it. You're not going to wait till circumstances line up about it. You're going to go ahead and choose. If that's what God says, then that's the truth we accept. And thank you, I choose what God says. Lord, thank you for taking it from right there and changing their lives. Hallelujah. Is there children involved? How many? One little girl. What's her name? How old? Two-year-old. Glory to God. Father, for Scarlett, we thank You. She's going to grow up with godly parents. She's going to see a change. She's going to start getting signals sent to her. Hallelujah. 
that are the right signals that's going to help her to know about you at this early age, she's going to be getting strong just by watching the different way your, her parents are operating according to the Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Jan, you speak up if you get something. Go ahead. You lead us on this. Father thank you, God, Lord. We thank you for this marriage, that it is strong. It is strong. We thank you, Father God, that they see each other through the eyes of faith and through yes. your eyes okay, one good. toward another. I thank you, Father, that this husband nourishes and cherishes his wife just like Christ does yes. the church. And because he does that, she can look up to him and respect him yes. and give him honor where honor is due. Give them pleasure, Father God, with one another. Father, I thank you that their mind is renewed to one another, that this is my helpmate. This is my good thing. Father, thank you for putting them together yes. and causing them to be strong and to affect those in their circle and sphere of influence. Yes. Thank you, Father God, that they refuse offense. Offense, you have no place. No place. No. Being mad, pouting, bitterness, we take you up by the root and we say you will not grow. You will not grow. Father, I thank you that the love of God is shed abroad in these two, in their heart, by the Holy Ghost. And it is easy for them to communicate yes. one with another yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You've been blessed. It's a good thing. Both of you. Y'all going to prove to the enemy that God owns you too. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Listen, this is for everybody, every married couple. Are there more married couples coming or not? Alright, well, I'll go ahead and say it. This is for every one of you. You're not going from this day forward you know you're not going to be manipulating one another it's an ungodly thing it's a it's a low thing of the enemy and flesh and and your marriage is not to be a marriage of manipulating your way or his way or her way no more manipulation just say i agree, I agree. amen no more who's next As he's continuing to Father pray, Jesus it doesn't matter if it's just relationship or anything else. If you need the life. word to come alive in you, now's in the life. time to I get prayer. There's something about him. stepping out. And if you're not going to come this up, I just start. ask, you know, maybe you don't have a need today, but pray for them. The Let's be right lifting now. everybody are, up that's receiving up prayer right now. Guess what? That counts. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for bringing victory to this situation. And I thank you, Lord, that he's going to start thinking like you would think. He's going to start seeing what you're seeing that he's not seeing in Jesus' name. Thank you. Yes. 
broken heart. Say this out loud. I receive my heart healed. I do not receive a broken heart. I cast that care over on you. No, I don't care about it. You got to care about it. Thank you for my freedom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Proud of you. Proud of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that this couple will be strong in the Lord. Wear their armor all the time. That, Father, they will study the Word of God. They will share with each other the Word of God. They will not manipulate one another to get what they want. They'll believe You for what is to happen. I thank You, Lord, that this couple will never forget Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. That says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. So their decision making won't be based on what I want or she wants or what others tell us we need to do. You're going to pray, collect information, submit it to God, and then you're going to wait and let the peace of God rule. Pass on it or pursue it. And you'll start making better decisions, saith the Lord. So Father, we pronounce a strong marriage right here in this couple. We thank You for their lives. We thank You for their future. That all is well. These are overcomers in Christ. Thank You, Lord. Roots down deep. Yes. Amen. I agree. I agree. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank You that all is well here with this. Are You on behalf of a marriage? Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, thank You this marriage is whole according to Your Word. Whatever has to happen, whatever has to change, thank You, God, for the anointing that helps us make the change. I thank You, Lord, she has ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say. God's going to uh, guide your steps. Going to help you to know when to be quiet and when to speak. Going to help you to know how to trust His Word in spite of. You're going to have some times of where you're going to say and have to say, nevertheless, I'll still believe You, Father. Nevertheless, I'm trusting You. Nevertheless, all is well, Lord, with my marriage. Nevertheless, in Jesus' name. All is well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we thank You for this union. Thank You, God, for a man and a woman, Lord, who are strong in the Lord and in the power of Your might. We're looking through the eye of faith and we see two who have come together who maybe the enemy at times have said, it's over. 
Well, but you didn't say that because you're not the enemy. And so, Father, we thank You that You are at work. Philippians 2.13 says He is at work in You to will and to do of His good pleasure. And it's His good pleasure for Your marriage to make it, make it strong. And You're at work in her man to will and to do of Your good pleasure, Lord. And we thank You for hunger and thirst that grow and increase Flame it up. Fire it up in them, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, another marriage right here into Your hands for Your glory. And Father, we thank You that this union be one who honors You. That it be like a new honeymoon getting started afresh. It'll be like an all, uh, all new uh, adventure, a, a brand new journey, Lord, because of the difference that the anointing is making today. Lord, You've opened some things up into her heart. You've, you've fired up some things inside of her. You've given her not only hope, but You've given her the faith to go grab hold of that hope and see it come to pass. And Father, she's here to do her part. We believe her man is likewise having You working in him to will and do of Your good pleasure. And we thank You, Father. Um, it shall come to pass. Stress, strife, we break that in Jesus' name. Stress and strife, darkness. Stress and strife, confusion. Mm. All these negative spirits that are trying this marriage, we break Your power under the anointing in Jesus' name, and we loose this couple to hear You fresh and hear You clearly, Lord, so they can take the next steps. And they will be steps that are solid in Jesus' name. And restore their joy. Restore their joy. Restore yes. Their joy with You, Father, and with one another. Yes. Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Sherman, man of God, Lord, thank You right now for this man and his wife. Thank You that You are at work in them the will and do of Your good pleasure. We thank You, Heavenly Father, that the eyes of His understanding and her understanding are open and enlightened, Lord. And they're seeing the exceeding greatness of Your power and not having to try to figure out in their own power or in their head what we're going to do or how am I going to handle this. Father, I thank You that out of their innermost being, out of the Word that's inside of them, they will handle the issues of their lives. They will set boundaries for a long life satisfied. They will set their boundaries to serve God all the days of their life and bring forth fruit in old age. Hallelujah. So God, we declare all is well and this marriage is just another in the list of things You're sustaining today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I have the victory. Amen. He's the way and He's faithful where He is like you're faithful where you are. And in Jesus' name, Father, we thank You that through the Spirit, there is no distance in the Spirit. And I thank You, Heavenly Father, that in their communications while they're apart, that Lord, 
somehow they go into that supernatural mode. And Lord, there are things being built and blessed and done inside of them. Thank You for the teaching ministry of the Holy Ghost working in this lady and in her man. And we thank You, God, that You show them anything that they need to see whatsoever about their future. We believe, God, that this day is the day that You made for this couple. And we believe, God, that wherever He is, that, Lord, Your Word is there. Your Word, uncompromised Word is there. If it is in a fellow soldier, so be it. If it is in a chaplain, so be it. If it is somewhere else, that it will come and He will get it. But thank You, God, for the Word that they both will dive into and stay in and choose for themselves. We call this union to be blessed of You as it comes uh, into fruition, Lord. We just count it like we were there, Lord, just uh, just to shout along with them and say, yes, awesome, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And Nicole and I are going to get prayer too because we want our relationship always greater as well. But I just want to say as we're getting prayer, not just marriages, not just relationships, Jesus is in the need meeting business. And whatever need you have, doesn't matter what its name is, his name, his heart, his nature is greater. If you've got any other need, come on up and let's pray today. There's an anointing to meet those needs today. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this couple. We thank you not only for the calling upon their lives, but God, we thank you for the husband and wife that stand here before this congregation, sold out to each other to raise a family, Lord, for your glory, to raise up a church family for your glory, to hold true to the Word of God so that lives that come here can truly have a change and not just go through motions, but have a real change and a testimony after testimony. And so, Father, we say that this marriage be made whole and strong. Lord, we thank You that even though uh, I'm testifying to a great marriage that I have, and Jan, we're still working on things, and You're still perfecting us. Nobody's arrived, Lord. So, for uh, Pastor and his wife, we thank You, God, that these two grow stronger. Like Jan said earlier, their roots go down deeper. They're more committed to You and more committed to each other than ever before in Jesus' name. And I thank You, God, that You help them look at their everyday walk. You help them look at their everyday schedule. You gave Jan and I what we called an altered schedule one day. We asked You for it. And You changed our schedule to where, Lord, things begin to work. And we had time to think. And we had time to accomplish things and, and meditate and grow and get the work done uh, in better than before. So Lord, I believe for an altered schedule for this couple so that they can have workers around them. They can have others helping share the load of ministry, Lord. I know they're committed to the call, but You didn't call them to handle everything. You didn't call them to do it all. You called them to lead it, Lord. And so we thank You, God, that uh, You work out all the details that leave this pastor and his wife with an example pastor and wife marriage for Your glory. And we thank You for it. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Awesome. All right, right. anything else as we wrap up? Yep. (laughs) 
fun. Here's what I'm, I'm hearing in the Spirit right now. I just want you to rid your mind of all that you preconceived about how this is going to go. Just keep working for a minute here. Get you a blank page. Because your mind's already got some pictures about when you see it. What it's going to be like. What you're going to have to deal with. And all of that. Now give me a hand. Father, right now we're going to go beyond that. We're going to... And stretch your hands out, church. Father, we right now, we all mix our faith for this Son. And we say there's something bigger than drugs. The power of God is bigger than, stronger than any other power. And so, Father, we know that 2,000 years ago, Jesus delivered everyone from all of our drugs and all of our sin drugs and all of our stuff and made us whole. You said that we are now delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of Your dear Son. So we call this Son delivered from that power of darkness. So that darkness has no power from this moment forward. And now we need You, Lord, to get Him to know that. We need revelation in His life. And so we ask You for Holy Ghost connections. We ask You for laborers crossing His path, skilled laborers that know how to handle the Word of God and talk the truth to Him. And not something religious, but something that has power to it, Lord. And we believe that even now, Lord, You're working to bring this to pass. We declare this young man freed from this moment forward. He doesn't know this prayer is being prayed, but Lord, You set this up this morning where a whole congregation would be praying for Him because You want Him delivered more than this man wants Him delivered. And so we call it done. That's what faith has taught us to do. We say we believe, we receive, and we thank You, God, that You work out all the details and all the steps so it can manifest and He'll walk away free and give you the glory in Jesus' name. You agree to that, sir? Amen. Amen. I love you. I love you. We stand with you in every way. What's his name? Adam Christopher? Delivered. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Lives changed today. I appreciate so much y'all hanging out, joining your faith in agreement towards these things, relationships, needs being met because things changed. And there's a lot of times, you know, you, you might not see it right at the beginning, but you can't see the spiritual that God just worked inside of somebody and the things that got rearranged and, and just set up new life inside of that person. But when we take what God said was going to happen, either by the written word of God or by what the Holy Spirit said out of Pastor Chris or when I said that there's an anointing, we take that, we choose that word and we keep it in our heart. It happens. Things change, and things change today, guarantee you. So, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, Father, for Pastor Chris and Jan's ministry today. Thank you for your love that flowed through them. Thank you for the overflow that flowed. Lord, we receive new life from the Word today. We receive life and life in abundance from your Word today. We receive it. We have it. We keep it. We hold on 
on to it and we will not let go. We choose you and your life and your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you for being here. And if you, it's, today's your first day, Jeff and Tara's right here in the brown and green. Catch them. They're going to be right back here. And we got a gift for you. I think I do. I'm okay. Go ahead. You go ahead. Darkness you shine